All right, I don't care what they say about December. This is the greatest time of year because it is park madness season, baby. We are back with another episode of Off Trail with Luke and Chandler. I'm Luke. I'm Chandler. And this is Off Trail. It's an exciting day Mm -hmm. because today marks the start of our second annual Park Madness Bracket Challenge. Season two, baby. Season we two made is it, We got approved for season two. Yeah, the, the directors approved season yeah. two. It's awesome. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get into that, talk about what Park Madness is like, um, you know, the, all the details you need to know. And we'll talk about the bracket a little bit. And then we got some fun facts about some national parks for you guys, too. So that's going to be great. But before we get into that, we'll make sure we take care of the show. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to our channel. That is the best thing you can do to support us. We'd greatly appreciate that. And because we're in the full swing of park madness now, please leave a comment on your favorite national parks. We'd love to hear what your favorites are, especially if you live in some cool places. You know, what's close to you? What's your, what's your favorite ones? Even if it's Gateway Arch, we'll, we'll listen to you. Well, yep. maybe not that one. But um, yeah, go please subscribe to our channel, like, comment on this video. And if you're listening to the audio-only version, we are on all major podcasting platforms. So you can find us there. And we'd really appreciate a five-star review. We think we do a great job with this show, and we'd like to hear from you guys over there as well. So, And plus, again, we're just in a great mood. It's Park Madness season. Five-star review is perfect. It's the best time of year. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So leave us a five-star review. Go do it. Do it. Okay. Let's move into what this show's going to be about, and that is Park Madness. So, for those who don't know, last year we started Park Madness. It was the first time we ever did this, and admittedly, we put put it together within like two days. It was fast, yeah. It was very last yeah. minute, and it got a great reception. Um, and this year, we have a lot more prep time. So, hopefully, it's a much better product for the people at home. But we had this idea to... You know, take what the normal NCAA bracket challenges, where you pick your basketball teams, you try to pick who's going to win the whole thing, get the most correct picks, all that stuff. And we applied it to national parks. Mm-hmm. Hence the term park madness. It's not March madness, it's park madness. Also happens in March, though. It's confusing. But um, in this game, we have pitted the national parks up into hypothetical matchups that fill out a bracket and thankfully there's 63 teams so it's very close to the normal amount you'd have in a bracket but you guys at home get to help influence the outcome of all of the games you know we're going to have all the normal rounds just like march madness would and we're going to see who can come out on top there's going to be upsets gonna be drama intrigue it's going to be great. Dark horses. Dark horses. Yeah. yeah. Not light ones. Dark ones. Dark ones. But we're going to talk about all that stuff. And it's really, it's a fun time of year for us because mm-hmm. last year it was a blast. And this year it's going to be even better. We have a little bit more planned we want to do. But I think this is one of the best ideas we've had for what we what oh. we do with all of Bushwhackers. Absolutely. I totally agree. And it seemed like so many people had so much fun with this last year. And so I'm really excited to you know, give another crack at it. So yeah, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we have some changes this year. We're going to talk about all this stuff, but yeah, we love our national parks and it's just, it's a great, great thing to, to promote. You know, we'll talk about a lot of these, uh, for the next eight weeks, all through park madness season, you know, all of our podcast episodes are going to be about and centered around national parks. Mm-hmm. We won't necessarily be talking about the games themselves with Park Madness, but we will be talking about national park-centered stuff. You know, we'll have a handful of different styled episodes that we'll do. Again, this one we're going to talk about some fun facts from parks and not just like the big name parks. It's going to be ones that you maybe don't really know much about. 
So it's a fun way we can kind of introduce national parks more into what we do. And after the eight weeks, we'll get back to our regular programming and other other topics. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's going to be a fun two months here. Yeah, it is. Doing national park stuff. So, yep. um, yeah, so Park Madness. Uh, we have created a bracket, and in front of us, we have the official 2024 Park Madness bracket. Um, first time we are seeing this mm-hmm. and today. I put this together not too much you know, earlier than when we started recording. But uh, this is what we got for the year, boys. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's some good matchups here. Some great matchups, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out on top. But before we talk about these individual matchups, dark horses and things like that, I want to make sure we talk about how these games are decided, how you can get your bracket in. There's a lot of details that we got to make sure we cover. So today is Monday. You have about two weeks or so to get your brackets in. Okay, And the way you would do that is go to our website, realbushwhackers.com slash parkmadness. And we have a whole webpage dedicated to the games. On there, you'll find all the game rules. So if you're listening to this, didn't understand something, you didn't catch some of the rules, everything's going to be on there. So don't worry, you can find it all there. You'll also find the official bracket entry. We use a little third-party app thing that's embedded on the site. You can go there, you can create your own bracket. We ask for like your first and last name, your email, and you know, we won't use that for any, you know, marketing like we just need it so we know we have individual entries, unique entries and everyone mm-hmm. only has one. That's the only purpose of mm-hmm. that stuff and so on the leaderboards we'll see your name and everything too so we know who's who. But you can find all that stuff on our website. Like that is the best place you can go to to get any of the information you need. Obviously, if you know the three of us, you can always ask us on Instagram, whatever. Like, find us, connect with us, ask us questions. We're happy to help. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but our website will have the vast majority of everything you would ever need to know about Park Madness. Mm-hmm. So you can go there. Um, like I said, on this little embedded app, you can find a little spot. It'll say create your bracket. You can put your information in and you can go through each one of these games and make a pick. You know, you can pick if you think that Rocky Mountain National Park is going to beat Shenandoah first round, go make that pick. I'm proud of you. That's a good pick. It is a good pick. I might make that pick. I might as well. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of different games and you're going to go through and you're going to struggle with some of these decisions you have to make. Maybe not in the first round, but as the games get going, it's going to be very hard. Yeah. Especially once we get close to the end. So I remember last year was... Tough. Well, so last year, and this is this is a f- fault of my own, admittedly, we just did a random draw mm-hmm. for seating, and um, that was an issue because one of the regions in our bracket was loaded. Oh yeah, it was heavy. With, yeah, with stud parks, it was like Rocky Mountain, Yellowstone, Rainier, Tetons, Glacier. It was like, okay, yeah. this is not fair. All the really the cool ones, yeah, yeah. like all the parks that should be going deep in the games did not get that chance. Yeah. Because, like, Tetons lost to Glacier in a round one matchup. Like, yeah. And Tetons is a great park. So, Tetons deserves to go further. Yeah. I mean, it was my number one favorite and number two favorite parks of all time going head-to-head in the first round. Mm. Like, that's... That's rough. It's rough. Yeah. Uh, how do I make that call? You know, I think I picked Tetons to go all the way last year, and they lost first round. Man. So, I was out after day one. How did, how did you feel about that? Uh, not great. Yeah. Especially as the game master. It's just not. That's true. Yeah. You're supposed to not be. Not a good look. Yeah. Come this on, This year's going to be better. I got a feeling. But, um, but yeah, so you can go through and make all your picks. 
there is seating to all of it. You know, you'll, if you see this on our website, you'll see all the seating. Um, but uh, the seating doesn't truly mean a ton. It is based somewhat off last year's results, though. You know, case in point, Arches is a number one overall seed. That's ridiculous. Archers should be a 16 seed at Absolutely. best. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, There's an argument made it shouldn't even be in the tournament. <laughs> but the seeding that you see in the brackets and how all the first round matchups were determined is loosely based on last year's results. Now, I will admit I did a little bit of, you know, handiwork myself and, and moved some things around. But that was only because, again, a park like the Grand Tetons, which most people will agree is an amazing park was essentially going to be like a 12 seed. And it's like, okay, it doesn't deserve to be that low. So yep. I did a little bit of, you know, some work. Yeah, we had to start somewhere. Yeah, so. but but I do feel like this is a really good yeah. setup here. This Look, is a great Compared setup. to last year, I feel like this is a really good starting point to work from mm -hmm. um, with all these matchups and where things are, are located because there's no one side of the bracket here that's loaded, Yeah, which yeah. is the whole point. So... Hopefully you guys have some matchups you guys like at home and that you might be torn on. But uh, there's one thing we need to make sure we talk about, and that is how the games are decided. Okay, Last year, the games were decided strictly by popular vote. So for those of you who may not have been part of them last year, we held polls on our Instagram stories, at Real Bushwhackers, mm -hmm. for every matchup. You know, We put Haleakala and Mammoth Cave. On one slide, you could vote between the two of them. You only get one vote. And if Haleakala got 75% of the vote, Mammoth Cave got 25%, Haleakala moved on to the next round. Every game last year was decided like that. That is no longer the case. Oh. Yeah. Again, oh. I'm game master here. I take great pride in this. I realized that if we kept that same voting system, that same determining factor... That realistically, year to year, we're going to get all the same parks winning over and over. Mm -hmm. That a park like Isle Royale will never doesn't stand never a chance. Win. Yeah, you know, and or Gateway Arch, which is the greatest. Well, national park. that one still it's... doesn't stand a chance. But <laughs> just kidding, it will in this new system. Yeah, and let me explain. So this year, I decided that we need some kind of dynamic that will allow for a park you know, that is not quite as popular to still have a chance at winning because realistically you look at March Madness and the 16 seeds win, not all the time, you know, but the lower seed can win games. You know, that's a huge part of March Madness is the upsets. That's why people play. It's mm -hmm. all the excitement. That's all the drama. And we didn't really have a great way to make sure some of that was going to be involved last year. This year we do. And so we are still going to have that voting system. So on our stories, every day, you're going to see the matchups and you can vote for them. But this year, instead of just the, having the park with the highest vote total win that matchup, we are going to take those odds, the, the percentage split. So let's say, I'll take an example, Death Valley got 90% of the vote versus Mesa Verde, which means Mesa Verde got 10% of the vote. That split, 90%, 10%, is now going to become essentially the odds for one random coin flip. A random number generator will take care of this little feature for us. But it is now going to be 90% likely that Death Valley will win and 10% likely that Mesa Verde will win. 
So this adds a little bit of that upset factor yeah. into Park Madness, which I like this. I am stoked about. I'm because, excited about that. Yeah, because now, unlike last year, where essentially you could have tried to have the best bracket simply by trying to vote for who you think everyone else would vote for. Mm-hmm. Now you can really pick teams that you think are going to win. Yeah. Or parks you think are going to win, not teams. But it should it should add a little bit of drama. And hopefully we get maybe a Cinderella story. That'd be maybe Gateway Arch will go well, all the okay, way. Why are we talking about Gateway Arch so because much? Because it's the worst no, park. We, I, I don't I'm want... just kidding. All parks are created equal. No, they're except not. Except for Gateway Arch. No, they're not. But but this new this new feature of taking the, the, the vote and turning it into the odds is going to hopefully introduce a little bit of chaos into the system. Yeah. And, you know, I'm looking forward to having to pick some upsets this year. Dude, I'm and excited. And it's going to yeah. be fun because we have a lot of matchups last year that were 60-40, mm-hmm. 70-30, whatever. And one of those parks is going to win now that had the lower percentage. Mm-hmm. You know, let's take a, a game, Great Sandunes versus Crater Lake this year in the first round. Great Sandunes is a 10 seed. Crater Lake is a 7 now, again, the seeding is just loosely based on last year's performance, but Crater Lake may still get a little bit more of that vote. It may go 60-40. Well, there's a 40% chance that Great Sanders is going to go, and now a 10 seed is moving on to the second round. And who knows what happens from there on. And so there's a good chance now we're going to have a little bit of some storylines that we can run with. And maybe a little bit of news reporting, Chandler? Maybe, possibly. Maybe. maybe. We'll see. Yeah. We have some things planned. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that is my idea. For how Park Madness has improved this year, add a little bit of that fun factor. Yeah, I'd say it's quite the improvement. So I'm excited. Yeah, it was admittedly the only thing I could think of of how we could generate this. Yeah. But uh, well, we had had a lot of conversations about this last year. We were really trying to figure out how to solve that. Yeah. Problem, because I mean, like you said, I mean, if we don't have something that kind of equalizes everything, you end up having Glacier and Yosemite and all these parks win almost every single time. You know. Yeah. And so having something like a little coin flip really helps equalize everything, give some of these smaller parks yeah, a and, good chance. And again, the reason we're trying to do this is because you think about March Madness, again, that 16th seed, while they may have a 2% chance of winning that game, is still a chance. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to leave it straight up to some popular vote where people don't even know about the park. Yeah, You know, American Samoa, great example. How many people actually know that was even a national park? I had no idea until last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. But this year, if it gets 2% of the vote, again, very unlikely that's going to win. But if that 2% hits, brackets are busted. Yeah. I mean, if Denali goes down first round, look out. It's going to be fun. Yeah. If Glacier, well, Glacier can't, but. Glacier. So if you're looking at the bracket, if you're filling yours out online, you may see Glacier has a bye the first round. There's only 63 teams. So there's not actually a 64th team to put up there. And because Glacier won last year, we are giving Glacier a bye. Yeah. Only makes sense. Yeah. Maybe by the end of this year, we'll have a 64th park. Who knows? That'd be fun. There's some talks. And they won't get a bye next year, so that's fun too. Or maybe we'll make a little playing game with Gateway Arch and whatever the next park is. That's true. Yeah. I like that. Because Gateway Arch doesn't deserve to be in it. It really doesn't. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. We have facts for you guys. Yeah. But yeah, that's the games. I, I think... That's kind of all the, the info we need to discuss about putting your bracket together again. This is Monday. I forget the date, but um, you're going to have until March 1st to get your brackets in. March 1st is when the games, the voting on matchups will start. Mm-hmm. So 
midnight on April or February. It's a leap year, so February yeah. 29th. Mm-hmm. All the all the bracket entries are closed. So you cannot put your brackets in after that point. So you have about almost two weeks yep. to get your brackets in. And yeah, it's leap year, so you have an extra day. Yeah, we so, were so kind to you guys. We just thought we'd give an extra day. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. we did that. We control leap year. We make the calendars. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so you have two weeks to get your brackets in. So if you want to take some time, think about it. You know, again, we're going to have some reporting that you may, that may sway your vote. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to wait to see some of that, the news come out, that could be a good strategy. Mm-hmm. Reporters in the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, we have not put our brackets together yet. Again, this is the first time we've seen the bracket yeah. today. We've only done a quick glance through. You know, I have some ideas in my head that uh, what I might pick, but... Um, again, you had about two weeks to make your decisions and get your brackets in. So make sure you're on top of that. If you're following us on social media, you're going to see reminders all the time. If you see us in person, we're going to talk about, I've already been talking to people about it the past month. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to see it all. So hopefully you don't miss it, but just know that after that deadline of midnight on February 29th, it's done. Yeah, There will be no more brackets being entered. So if you forget, you're, you're slacking off, you don't get it in. Too bad. Yep. It's just going to be the way it is. Yep. Did you mention um, Instagram? That That's where most of this is going to be yes. taking place? So Instagram is where we hosted everything last year. Mm-hmm. All the voting and stuff, the revealing of the winners all happened on Instagram last year. And it's going to be the same way. Um, again, we may be talking about it on, on YouTube or podcast a little <laughs> bit here and there. We'll see. Um, just depends on timing and when we're recording and stuff. But... Um, Everything you need is going to be on Instagram and not necessarily our personal ones. It's going to be on Bushwhackers Instagram. Yep. On uh, It's at Real Bushwhackers. So you can find everything, all the, the games and the results there. And obviously you can still find the, the full bracket and everything on our website at mm-hmm. realbushwhackers.com slash parkmadness. Because that bracket will be there. You can go check your score there because in this little app is actually a leaderboard. You can find yourself, see where you stack up and see how many points you've accumulated. Um, and so it's a great little way to kind of, you know, have a friendly competition with the people, you know, Yeah. I mean, it was painful last year to see myself sinking in the leaderboard. Yeah. Yeah. I had to hit the next arrow a few times to get to my name. <laughs> quite, quite a few <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah. It was, it was pretty sad, but, um, this year might be your year, B-Dotes. Yeah. You know, I have a good feeling about you. I'm not hopeful for you. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, we're I, competitors, so I'm not, I don't want you. I'm optimistic. I think Wind Cave just might ride the breeze. Ooh. Going for Wind Cave. Wow. Probably That's not. That's a bold call. That was the only one you, I could make a fun out of. Did you miss the Ride the Breeze, though? I, I mean, I, I heard it. Yeah. Just, just didn't not, want to acknowledge just it. Just not to yeah. respond I mean, to that's, that's fair. Okay. I didn't want to either, but I feel like I needed to be. Yeah. It was more for the people, not you. Oh. Well, I hope the people at home appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like that's that's everything. I think so. Yeah. I, I hate to miss something, but... Uh, yeah, make sure you get your brackets in. We like we can't stress it enough. A lot of people did not get the chance to play last year because they did not hear about it in time. Again, mm-hmm. that was partly our fault because we put it together in like two days. Yeah, and so it was a very quick turnaround. Uh, but this year we have we, we're giving you guys two weeks. So if you can't get in within two weeks, that's on you. Yep. So yeah, I think the main the main takeaways from that is just make sure you're following us on Instagram and then get your bracket in. Get your bracket, and again, make sure, again, this is also, also applies to when you're making your picks. You take into account how the games are decided. Mm-hmm. It is not just a straight vote this year. That was last year. We are better this year. Mm-hmm. We've grown. We've grown. 
And this year, that vote, was, it's still going to happen, but that vote is now going to become the odds for essentially a random number that's generated to determine who's winning. Mm -hmm. Okay. So again, just to recap that, let's say Great Basin and Kenai Fjords. Okay. If Kenai gets 45% of the vote and Great Basin gets 55, tight matchup, right? You guys couldn't really pick one or the other. Well, that's going to essentially be a coin flip. It's 55% likely that Great Basin is going to win. And Kenai is 45% likely. And whatever the computer decides based on those odds, that's how it goes down. Yep. It's going to be like that the whole way. It's going to be fun. Um, and you guys are going to see too, we're going to do games one day and then we'll, we will reveal those games the next day. And then we'll continue that pattern as we go through the whole month. Could you imagine if Glacier National Park, our winner from last year, loses in its first round? That would be upsetting. That would be wild. But that is exactly why we made these changes. Yeah. Because that happens in March Madness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see Kentucky, Duke, all these teams, you know, they're the ones seed. They're like, oh, the prohibitive favorites. And then they blow it. Mm -hmm. And Furman University just and controls the first two rounds. Thank you for bringing that up, Vitos. I really appreciate that. Furman University, shout out. You guys did amazing last year. My team um, really enjoyed watching you guys play. That last, that one buzzer beater was incredible to watch live. I stopped what I was doing at work to watch that. Um, and who are their five starters again? Well, they, it's not important. <laughs> but but I hope they have the same same year this year. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun to, to see. And just like some of these parks, I hope they have a great time too. So let's get into these parks. Okay. So... We have 63 parks in front of us, round of 64, first round. Um, some good matchups here. And Obito, so you had one you want to talk about right away. Yeah, the one that caught my eye was Capitol Reef and Badlands. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I don't know, have you guys been to those parks? I mean, Capitol Reef, I know you've been to. I've yeah. been to Capitol Reef a few times, but I haven't been to Badlands. Okay, you haven't been to Badlands, I haven't been right? To Badlands. So I have been to Badlands, and I've been to Capitol Reef, obviously. Those are two solid parks. Yeah. Two, and, yeah. and here's the thing, you know, um, just so I can make sure I get this right. Capital Reef is a is it a six seed. Yeah. Yeah. Six. And Badlands is an 11 seed. I think this is ripe for an upset. This is one I'm thinking will probably go within 60-40, maybe even 50-50. Yeah. I think it's ripe for an upset. And that's a lot of that has to do with, and we know this living in Utah, mm -hmm. is Capital Reef is a very underrated park. Oh, yeah. very, yeah. Like people don't really know much about it. And when I moved here, I, I didn't, I, it's like within a year of living here, I still didn't yeah. really know much. I think of the big the big five in Utah, it's kind of the lesser known. Absolutely. So. But it's really cool. It's really neat, yeah. But all these people who can be voting, they might not have ever been. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they might know the name Badlands. Maybe they've been there, I've seen photos and like, it's a great park. Yeah. And so I think that one, First round is ripe for an upset, and I will be excited to see how that shakes down. Yeah. I might have to pick Badlands, honestly, for my bracket. I mean, I would be being a traitor if I didn't pick Capital Reef, but I could see Badlands. This is not about being too, a traitor. So. This is about picking the best bracket. I know, but I ugh, I don't know. You know, again, this is this is where the whole idea of the uh, the random number, the, the odds comes in now. It's not just straight vote. It's like... That is one that, like you said, it could be 60-40. Capital Reef is still ahead of, of um, Badlands. But that 40% chance is not a small chance. Yeah. 
that's a really good chance. Yeah. And so it could easily go either way. So I'll be Dude, excited that, to see. That coin flip is just going to be a wrecking ball to so many it's people. It's going to be fun. I it's going to be great. I feel like a genius for thinking of it. Yeah. Now, I only hope that everyone at home listening to this feels the same way. And, you are a genius. And I don't piss people off. You're a genius because and a this is a stupid idea. But <laughs> hey, if it was bad, we'll change it next year. Don't worry about it. Just might need some help thinking of ideas. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Let's see. What else we got? Chandler, you got a matchup you get your eye on. Um, I'm kind of curious to see how Sequoia and Joshua Tree play out. Sequoia both and of those Joshua are kind of like like tree based national parks, you know? Like yeah. Sequoia is the big, huge trees. Joshua Tree are weird looking trees. Are weird looking cactus trees. So I'm kind of curious on that one. I believe they're yuccas. Yuccas. Thanks for the that be does. Yeah. Is that what they're actually called? Fact checker. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's a fun fact. Yep. So I'm kind of curious to see how that one plays out. I mean, they're, I don't know. I've never been to either one, but I'm just, I'm just more curious than anything on that one. No, so. I, I agree. That's a, that's an interesting one because I think Joshua Tree is also a part that a lot of people like. Yeah, a lot of people uh, do. Yeah, they like that one, and Sequoia is that way too. But mm-hmm. um, with Joshua Tree being a ten seed. It could draw a lot of votes and, yeah. and sway the odds in their favor. Yeah. That's the thing, too, is that they're, they're like Sequoia is only a seven seed. So they're kind of close. Yeah. But yeah, it would be it would be one that could easily get turned either way. Mm-hmm. And that's the fun of the games this year. So it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. It will be exciting. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to a, a park that I think could be a little bit of a dark horse. A sneaky play for a champion, not just like a first round win. I'm talking about a champion. A champion. I'm gonna throw Rocky Mountain out there. Oh, that's not a that's interesting. Up in the the west region, the top left portion of the bracket, it is playing Shenandoah first round. I think that's an easy win. Mm -hmm. Again, with the odds, you never know. Mm -hmm. But I think it's an easy win. And looking at the path it has, I think it, it could very easily win that next round. Yellowstone Lake Clark, it could pull it out. And I think realistically, the only challenge it has until it gets to, I think, what is that? The Elite Eight is going to be Glacier. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. But this is where the odds come back and play. I think just like you said before, it could be a 60-40 thing with Glacier because a lot of people love Rocky Mountain Mm -hmm. in Colorado. A lot of people in Colorado might play this and it might get the votes just enough to give it the edge yeah. i feel like rocky mountain and yellowstone will also be a close one it could be it could, it could, be, could yeah. be like the original national park yeah it versus could rocky be. mountain yeah but i think i think rocky mountain at a five seed could be a sneaky play that could win brackets for people mm-hmm. they might win brackets i do like that so that was the, that was one of the ones that i noticed it, i do think that yeah that that um going against shenandoah is a pretty easy win for that i mean like Shenandoah is one of those parks, and this is coming from somebody who like with rock- a Western bias. Yeah, yeah, from with a Western. Well, so like we're pretty, we're really well versed in our parks, and Shenandoah has never really been that memorable for me. So it's like I just I don't really know much about it, and I feel like that's how most people probably Maybe are. Some of our East Coast friends can can chime Maybe. in, leave a comment on yeah. Shenandoah, and let us know. We'd appreciate that. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, I believe yeah. it's in Virginia. That's where it is, yeah. That's about all I know about it, though. I thought I knew it was like northeastish, but I didn't know quite. I don't think where. any of us picked it for a fun fact, so no, we, we did won't not. be hearing about that yep. one. No, maybe in a future episode we'll throw something in there. Just give it some love. Yeah, but uh, let's see what else we get. Either you guys want to throw something out? Um, I think that Candylands and Voyagers will be kind of interesting. Candylands and Voyagers. So 
I think, I mean, realistically, I think most people will probably be, probably pick Canyonlands. I think so too. But Again, it's got the name factor. Yeah, yeah, there's the, yeah exactly. Name recognition and stuff. Yeah. But Voyagers is a really cool park. So, I mean, we if you watched our Sea Skip clothes from last year. Oh, you're going to hear more about that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But Voyagers is an incredible park. I also watched a, recently watched a uh, National Geographic documentary on Voyagers National Park. So, well, it's, in my, it's in my head. Well, how about that? We've got a little recency bias. A little recency bias, yep. Not always good when you're picking a bracket. No, 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 no. Okay, so I'm going to throw a couple parks out here. I think I got uh, two... Yeah, I got two parks here that are high seeds that I think are on upset alert. And it may not happen first round, but I think there's a good chance they might lose second round. And they're both two seeds. I have Haleakala and Big Bend. Mm. I think both of those parks... Again, I think they could probably get through the first first week. But I think both those parks could fall in the second round. So if you're picking those That's parks, a, just be care, keep that in mind. That is, a, that is a good prediction, yeah. You know, just because they're a 2C doesn't mean they're going to have an easy route. Yeah. Because, you know, I look at Haleakala, and it might win Mammoth Cave first week. But that next game is going to be against Gates of the Arctic, which has a little bit of lore to it. Mm-hmm. You know, people kind of like that. And or it's either that or Black Canyon of the Gunnison, which is a very cool park as well. Yeah. And so I don't think it's a, a shoe in for Hollywood. And I hate to say that because it's. You love Hollywood. I love that yeah. park. Yeah. It's an incredible park. But, and you know, I think it's the same way for Big Bend as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's a two seed, but I think despite that, it's one of these parks that maybe a lot of people don't know enough about. And it just may fall by the way of the coin, honestly. Nothing against it necessarily, but I think there's a chance they may not get enough votes to give it a great enough edge to put it through. I agree with that. I uh, have an idea for something that could be a potential upset. And I think that that is, if you look over here in the east corner of the bracket, we have there's we have Zion National Park, and that goes up against Gateway Arch, and we're pretty that's a, sure... That's a shoe-in. That's a shoe-in, And yeah. I'll be honest, if Gateway Arch wins, I'm just going to manly overwrite it anyway, so... We're just going to delete just go the ahead website, and just, everything. Just go ahead and vote for Zion. Yeah, exactly. We're looking for 100%. The first unanimous winner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think... This is just my prediction, but I, I can see Zion going two extra rounds and then going up against Tetons and then losing. I will say, I haven't filled my bracket out. But when I'm looking at this, I'm putting Tetons through. And, I, yeah, I, and, and I'm I think putting you them, I'm putting them to win over Zion. Yeah, like I you think said. you should. And I love Zion. Zion's probably my favorite. I don't know. I have a lot of potential favorites, but Zion's one of those. And I would love to see it go through. But I don't – I think people like Grand Teton more than they do Zion. No, I think that's a very, a very good call. Because I was going to bring up Tetons anyway, a park that, again, at a five seed, I think could actually go – Really far. Yeah. But I was going to have to have it go over the one seed Zion. I think that could happen. Yeah. I think you could see the odds get swayed in its favor. Yeah. So that for that to happen, Grand Teton would have to be either, um, it, obviously it would have to be Congaree, but then it also has to go against Canyonlands and Voyagers. And I think that could be an easy win. Canyonlands is a little tougher, but I, yeah. think, I think Tetons would get it. Tetons over one of those two parks. Yeah. yeah. I think that's easy. And, and then, then Zion doesn't really have any competition. No, Zion has an easy path. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I do like that one. I'm glad you brought that up. I think the uh, the bottom half of the East could be interesting. <clears throat> I think Bryce Canyon and Cascades will probably go head to head. 
but I think Cascades could pull that off against I think Bryce Cascades Canyon. is a good dark horse candidate too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, just for the reasons you said, I think it could easily sneak past Bryce, Bryce Canyon there. And none of those names in that bottom half of the East Bracken are ones that really stand out as bona fide favorites. Yeah. And I, I think at a 6C, North, North Cascades could really do some damage in the brackets. So that'd be fun. Again, see, this is this is the fun thing about Park Madness. We have no idea what's going to happen. Yep. And it's just all speculation, just like they do in part in March Madness. But uh, that's what we're here for. My prediction is Gateway Arch goes all the way, and then Yosemite goes and meets it in the championship. Well, I already told you that I'm going to override Gateway Arch and in the Gateway first Arch round. Gateway Arch wins. So, no, there is no way that's happening. I don't know. I think another dark horse candidate could be Olympic National Park. That That's a good one. Over yeah. on the bottom right in the Midwest bracket. Mm-hmm. Again, just like we've talked about, I think that one also stands a good chance, even though it's a five seed. There's some good ones in that uh, Midwest bracket. Yeah. I mean, despite the Midwest being a terrible place, <laughs> has nothing to do with the actual bracket. But you have Kenny Fork. It's, um, yeah, you got Smoky some, Mountains, you Olympic. You got some good parks. You know, I think, I think Smokies will give Olympic a run. Yeah, because Smokies are popular. Yeah, a lot of people like they're they're popular. Know, so Smoky I, Mountains are the most popular national park in the country. Yeah, but I think if they get past that Olympic, I think it's got a it's got a route that it could get through. Yeah, because let's be real, Arches is the number one seed in that side of the bracket. That's ridiculous. I mean, it, yeah, you are so anti Arches. It's hilarious. I am. I mean, I think I closed that part down in an old episode. You of did. Skip yeah. close. Yep, you did. But I mean, the fact that's a one seed is just insane to me. Yeah, there's no way it deserves to be that high. Uh, maybe, maybe uh, an eight seed at best, at best. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's. I think I will say that is easily the weakest one seed. To yep. me. I would agree with that. Yeah. The weakest. Looking one. at all the other one seeds, yeah, that's. The I'm weakest. not saying it's going to lose first round because it's playing Wind Cave. So let's be real here. Well, let's look at the other one seeds. So we have Glacier, Denali, Zion, and then yeah, Arches. Yeah, like I'm, I mean, sur- like, I'm come on, surprised guys. Yosemite's not the one seed, honestly. Yeah, it didn't. But... It didn't make it to the final four last year. Yeah, which I've oh, I forgot about that because these four teams: Glacier, uh, Zion, Arches, and Denali were the final four. I forgot about that. I think Glacier beat Yosemite in the Elite Eight. That's right. I do remember that. Yeah, because they're in the same side of the bracket. Um, but yeah, for some reason, I thought it, it was Glacier and Yosemite. It was not end. final four, so that's why it's a two seed. Well, it's a new year. It is, and yeah. it could be Yosemite's year. Yep. If you like Yosemite at home, you can give it some votes. If you got multiple accounts on your Instagram that you run, like I know I have three, <laughs> you have a couple. A few. <laughs> you can influence the votes a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Depends on how many people we actually get voting, how much your vote will count. But you can maybe sway it a little bit more in one direction, if you so choose. If you want to make some burner accounts, by all means, go do that. Do it. We'll take the engagement. Let's push Indiana Dunes all the way to the top. You know, Indiana would... Dunes versus Gateway Arch. Oh, <laughs> what what a matchup that, that would, would be. actually be. That would be we're wild. talking about last place game, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> consolation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think that's mm-hmm. unless there's any other parks you guys want to chat about here. I think that's a pretty good overview of what we see in the bracket. I think we should get into why Gateway Arch should not be a national park. Okay, I know you're jumpy to get there, but we're going to save that for the very end. It's, it's, <laughs> get a whole paragraph we're going to talk about. That's true. So, oh, we got a few paragraphs. But yeah, Saving the best for last. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's Park Madness. And again, we are so excited that this is back. It's this time of year again. We've been thinking about this since the end of last year's games. Yeah. So we are beyond excited to 
finally be hosting this again. So, um, again, you can find any information you need on our website. Uh, you can ask us. You know, we want to make sure you guys have the best opportunity to play and have fun with this. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes that we can do with a podcast or future improvements for the games themselves, we'd love to hear it because this is a huge deal for us. I mean, we again, we've been talking about this for months mm -hmm. and we want to make sure we do it right. Yeah. So however we can do that, let us know. So we're going to move into the last portion of our episode here where we have some fun facts about national parks. We thought it'd be a little fun to, you know, pick some parks that maybe some people don't know about and just share a little unique factoid yeah. about all of them. And I know me and Beatles have four parks each. You have three, yeah. I think, right? Yes. So I will start. <coughs> and we mentioned this one in our little bracket overview very briefly. And that is Sequoia National Park. Now I will say I was very close to this park back in New Year's. I was debating going, but it was just a little bit too much of a drive. But Sequoia, like you said, is known for its big trees, very big trees. You might have seen some photos of, um, of some of the trees they have in the park and with people like wrapping their arms around them, like linked together. And mm -hmm. it's like 30 people to get around the entire tree. Yeah. I mean, these trees are insanely big. And so it'd be cool to see. That's why I want to go. Uh, but the fun fact that I have for you guys revolves around the size of the trees. And that is that the General Sherman tree, the most famous one they have there, if you see pictures of the park, you've probably seen a photo of this one. It is the world's largest tree by volume. So that doesn't mean the tallest one, but basically just the size, the girth of this tree. It is massive. It is now this may not be the tallest tree in the world, but it's still 275 feet tall. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. And it's kind of big. Yeah. But it's 275 feet tall. And at its base, the diameter of the tree is 36 feet. 36 feet. <laughs> Jeez. It's a lot of paper. It's, it's a massive tree. <laughs> Think about how many notebooks we can make with that. Yeah, that's a great idea. But it's a massive tree. And that's, again, 36 feet is no small number. No. I mean, that's, was that 10 yards or so? That is monstrous is what yeah. it is. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, I can't imagine what that would actually look like in real life. No, I want to see it. But yeah, it's just a cool little thing. You know, and they got a ton of trees like that. This is just the biggest one because they have a, a whole like forest full of these sequoia trees. Uh, but Sherman is just the biggest one. I know it was kind of threatened by fire too. Uh, last year, year before, I forget uh, I what it the year was. Year before, yeah, two years uh, ago. It was threatened by wildfire, and that was kind of scary. Yeah, but they saved it. Good job, great job, National Park Service. Yes, yes. But yeah, that's my first fun fact for you guys: is sequoia, largest tree in the world by volume. Pretty I like cool. that. That's a good fact. It's also very old. I forget. I didn't write the number down, but it's mm -hmm. also very old. Well, it has yeah. to be. It's gonna be that big. Yeah. So, okay, Beatos, what you got for us? Well, I will go. Um, Along the uh, the height route, we'll go down to Arizona to Saguaro National Park. Oh, they had the um, record for the tallest cacti. Um, it was seventy eight feet tall. Seventy eight foot cactus for a cactus. Wow, goodness. Yeah, but it fell over in nineteen eighty six, so it is no longer. Wow, God, dang it! I know. 
like I was so ready, like wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I need to go see. We need this to go thing. right now. Yeah. yeah. And then you just crushed my dreams. I know. Well, what's the current tallest? Is it, is it that? So, they said currently they do not have a single. They have not singled one out that is the tallest mm-hmm. cacti. Well, get on it. Yeah. What are we waiting for? I know. It's been 30 years. It has. Yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> 40, what, 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 have been doing, what have we been doing yeah. that time? Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. We but, just praise the National Park Service. National Park Service, get on it. Yeah. Come on, yeah. guys. Yeah. Get it together. But that's 77 Seven, feet, though. That's, that's for a cactus. That's, for a, that's, yeah, that's for a cactus. High. For a tree, sure, whatever. But a cactus? Yeah. I mean, that's almost half the height of General Sherman. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how thick it is. Like how many spokes and stuff it has, you know? How many spines? Spines, arms. What do you call it? I feel like it just looks like cartoonish. Something like a cactus that big. Yeah. And is it like prickly? Like if you run into it, you're going to hurt yourself? You probably would. I think those ones are pokey. Hmm. But Interesting. Yeah. Um, 78 foot tall cactus. That's really cool. I'd like to see a picture of that. Now. Yeah. Just like it's I, with I someone next to it for look sale it or something. Yeah, yeah. If they have one of those. If That'd they, had, really if they cool. had photos in the 80s. Saguaro. Yeah. And that's in Arizona. It's in Arizona. I didn't I didn't mention it, but Sequoia is in California, um, in the Eastern Sierras. But Saguaro is in Arizona, I believe down by... Uh, it's way down there. Yeah, it's down, yep. down south. There's a chance I was going to go there for New Year's last year, but we chose Vegas instead. I can't remember the, the name of the town. Tucson, right? Yeah. Yes. Down near Tucson. But that's a, that's a fun fact for you. I like that. Yep. I like that a lot. Chandler, because you only have three, we'll skip you and come back. I like want to end with your, your big one. Yeah. So I'm going to go to Everglades. <laughs> this is a park down in Florida. We have some friends down in Florida. Um, this is a park I'd like to go see. I know my mom's been there. Mm-hmm. She said it was pretty cool. Um, but the, the fun fact that I have for you, which I thought was pretty neat, it is the only place in the world where both crocodiles and alligators coexist. Really? I think I knew that. Yeah. I did not know that. Now, to be fair, I actually didn't even know they had crocodiles. I thought it was all alligators. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was only alligators, but they do have a small population. I think I read around 2,000 or so crocodiles hmm. that do live in the Everglades. Whoa. Um, which is really neat. And again, it's the only place in the world where both of those crocodiles and alligators coexist that's crazy i didn't know that yeah i mean i was never thinking about that fact to begin with but i thought that was pretty neat that is a fun fact it is fun and to add to the fun just a little bonus factoid about the everglades you can also find manatees there which would be kind of weird to see yeah they're kind of weird looking creatures yeah yeah um but you can also find the the elusive florida panther in the Everglades. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that so one. So not only do we have mountain lions, but they do too in Florida. Who yeah. would have guessed? Who would have thunk? Now, they have a lot of different things because of invas- invasive species and stuff. Yeah. And because it's Florida. Florida is kind of one of those places where, you know, everybody says everything there wants to kill you. It, it's kind of yeah, one it's, of those places. It's just kind of a weird place. I yeah. mean, Wyatt Schaefer, his mom has a pet pig and a pet skunk, you know? Yeah. Just Wait, why, I, why did I, I just was like, yeah, oh, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever... Google searched um, Florida man and your birthday no. and no. see what articles pop up. Oh, no, I have. I don't remember what, what um, I had, but I have done yeah. that. Mine was like they ended a standoff with some guy by offering him pizza. Well, how about that? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably give up for that too. I, yeah, yeah. I too, it was like yeah. a seven-hour standoff. If it's good You pizza. give me a good slice of pepperoni, yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. do it. Some deep dish. Yeah. 
So what if they offered you New York style? Yeah. And then you wouldn't? Mm. Be a tough call. Yeah. <laughs> tough call. But yeah, that's what I got Everglades. Alligators and crocodiles. Only place in the world they coexist. You guys have seen that guy on, on the internet who goes out into the Everglades and like picks up crocodiles yeah, yeah. and stuff with his hands. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Again, Florida. Yeah, Florida. Yeah. Florida. Dude has a death wish. I love watching everything he makes. Yeah, I wouldn't go do that in the daytime, but he's doing it at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I will say, so one of the reasons I would like to go is I do think it'd be pretty cool to go kayak through the Everglades among the gators and crocs. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, it'd be a cool story. It would be a really cool story. Like, you know, it'd be a little terrifying, but it'd be a cool story. Yeah. A snake comes up at you. That would, that'd be, I'd, be, yeah. I'd feel worse about a snake than a crocodile, I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, I hate snakes. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I grew up in, I grew up around it. snakes. So Can't like, I'm do not... it. Can't do it. I mean, when I was in Arkansas with, with Matt Johnsgard, we had like a little cottonmouth, this big chasing us in the water, and I was terrified. <laughs> so I could imagine like a big, whatever they have out there. Yeah. One of the anaconda, invasive pythons. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that'd just be terrifying. Yeah. Now, I think those are pretty slow, so I got to run it, I guess. Yeah. I'm so, not sure if those swim. I hope not. Yeah. That'd be terrifying. That would be freaky. Okay. B-Dotes, what you got next? So, a lot of people, when you think dark skies... You think Utah, right? Yes. But Big Bend in Texas is the darkest sky really? of the lower 48. Really? Oh. Yep. That's interesting because, I mean, I can't, I mean, it's probably not by a huge degree different than what we have right. here just because we also have the very dark skies. Yeah. So I, I was going to say, like, I wonder what it'd be like to see the Milky Way and stuff out there, but it's probably pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard but, Big Bend is really cool. I've heard the same then, thing, yeah. you know, and it's just one of those things that's a little far away yeah. to go visit, and I'd like to go see it, but it's just hard to put it in the plants, I think, because I want to spend multiple days, too. Right. But just it's just hard. But Darkest Skies is cool. Yeah. I feel like you don't see a ton of uh, astrophotography coming out of there. I think it's just kind of remote. It's way out there. Interesting. I think Big Bend is also close to the... Mexico border. Scary. Yeah. It is scary. Scary. Yeah. Well, because the Rio Grande is what goes through it, isn't it? Or no? I feel like that's right, but I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I could be making that up. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Who knows? Maybe someone at home will fact check us. Leave a comment. Yeah. <laughs> fact check us. Yep. Me, specifically, not these guys, because yeah. I made the I made the claim. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, we have some great skies here and great mm. places to go to see the skies, too. Yep. You know, Utah um, has the uh, largest... Uh, what is it? Mass of gray sky or gray sky of dark sky area in the mm-hmm. country. So, but not oh. the darkest. Yeah. Interesting. So, but we it's have real trippy. Dark sky. It's like 1 a.m. You just look up and just see stars. Oh, it's, it's, it's an amazing. experience. It is really cool. Like yeah. if you haven't done that before, you got to do it. Have yeah. you ever, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but have you ever slept under a full moon down in Southern Utah? Oh, it's amazing. I've not just done that. out, not in a tent, anything. Nope. You need to. Even just walking around. It's just, it's like like daylight. It's like the sun is out. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. It's cool thing. Yeah. It's really neat. Okay. Fun fact, the dark skies. I like it. Chandler, what you got for us? Okay. So uh, just to keep this tree themed, I have the Redwoods. Hey. So the Redwoods, it's kind of a weird park. It's made up of a bunch of state parks. Um, There are three state parks and one main national parks. The three state parks were set up in the early 1900s, 1923, 1925, and 1929. And then there was Redwood State or National Park uh, that was set up in the 60s. And then, then in 1994, 
all of those came together to form one big Redwoods National Park. And it's still kind of sectioned off, you know, into different um, state parks and stuff, but it's all under Redwoods National Park. So that's kind of one fun fact. And then the tallest tree in the world exists in Redwood National Park. The tallest, you say. How yep. about America with the trees? Yeah, right? And this tree has a name. It's called Hyperion. Hi, that is a name. Right. Yeah. But you and, know, why didn't you name your kid Hyperion? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> didn't, he would have been... Didn't cross a, my mind. He would have been a baller. Yeah. <laughs> so, and another fun fact about this tree. So, the location of this tree, it's the tallest tree in the entire planet. The location for this tree is hidden. Oh, and I think I've heard this. I think we talked about it at some point, but it, it is illegal to go find this tree and they keep it like off the books and everything. And you are not allowed to go find the tree. That's cool. Yeah. I can't we, remember why, but we should go find it. Yeah. It's like really hard to go. F- it's like way deep in the redwoods. Well, and like stuff, realistically, but... like, I mean, unless there's a plaque there, you're not going to know. Yeah. And no. that's the thing. Like, so the, the height of the tree is 380 feet. Jeez. And, but the thing is like, it's the tallest tree. But all the other trees around it are like 350 feet, 340 right. feet. Right. That's you know? what I mean. Like you're not going to be able to tell. Yeah. You know? So. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I'd like, to, just like with sequoias too, I'd like to see like those trees like compared to buildings in downtown areas. It would be cool to see just next to, to each see other. see how big yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. I thought, because you and I have both been there and I remember thinking the same thing. Like, I wonder how this compares to like a man-made structure. Yeah. You know? Like put this in the middle of downtown Salt Lake. What does this look like? Yeah, and and those redwoods are not as thick as the sequoias. No, no, no. Which is even kind of more impressive for how tall they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it makes sense if it can be that big. Maybe you're a little thicker like the sequoias, but those redwoods, man, they just. I wonder cool. how how many feet they sway in a windstorm. That would, like at the top. If if we truly had a good fun fact section and Chandler was good at this, he would have had that. Yeah, that is. Like, yeah. do you think they? They go probably 10 feet in either direction if it's real windy. I mean, they could. That'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be cool being like up that high Yeah, in those trees when that's happening. I don't think that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've been standing for that long. I yeah, feel like true. They, you know, they can yeah. take it. Yeah, redwoods live up to like 300, 500 years or something yeah. like that. So on average. Yeah. So, but I also read that they found one that's like a thousand years or something. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're old. That's That's very, cool. very old. That is cool. They also... How many, how many fun facts you got, bro? Dude, I, I have a, I have a time. He's, he's got We're notes over here. One fact per park. It's an, it's seven. An, well, I just, yeah. I want to educate the people. Yeah. He's got a whole yeah. essay here. It's an APA yeah. formatting. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I quote Yeah. I, I have my, uh, my citations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, but did you know in the 1800s, 96% of all of the redwood trees in California were wiped out to logging? Wow. And the national park only protects half of what is left. I thought you were going to say, like, it grew back, but that's not what you said. No, that's not what I said. I was going to say, what's well, impressive, they've grown back. But... Yeah. I mean, a lot of it has wow. grown back, but... Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say they never saw it coming. <laughs> it's too easy. <laughs> it's so natural. I mean, that's just, it's a great segue to move on, I yeah. guess. Yeah. That's good. Don't worry. Unless ne- you have next... three more for Redwoods. We no, don't no, no, wanna... no. But my next park, I only have one fact. Oh, so it's, thank it's tamed God. down. It's tamed Okay, the next one I'm going to throw out here is Voyagers. And I picked this one for a very particular reason. I don't, because, like, I don't like your reason. Because when we first introduced Seascape Close to the podcast. Which we need to play again, by the way. It's we been will too long. during this, this yeah. Park Madness phase. Um, but when we first introduced this, I set up a, a Seascape Close with 
I think it was the Smokies, Acadia, and Voyagers. Mm-hmm. And I think you chose the Smokies to go see, maybe. Or is it Acadia? It's one of those two. I picked Acadia. Yeah. yeah, I think you closed Voyagers. Yeah. And I chose to go see Voyagers. And if you don't know what I'm talking about um, with this episode, maybe we'll try to link it, you know? on the on yeah. this show here yeah. we've never done that on episodes that'd be kind of fun not on a podcast yeah, yeah. but I do it oh I don't not on a podcast um, but we'll, maybe we'll link that episode so you can see it because uh, it was a great reaction at the end but yeah. I blew Chandler's mind because he did not know that you can see the northern lights in Voyager I had no idea and so I decided I was going to go see that one and he just fell apart yeah he got up stormed off camera for a bit came yeah. back so please go watch that episode it's quite old but we'll link it here but that is not my fun fact that you can see Northern Lights there because, again, that's known now. You mm-hmm. know that. I do know that. Um, yeah. You learned I've the learned. Har- learned the hard way. I've been educated. But I thought it'd be interesting to figure out <clears throat> the origins of the name of the park. Oh. Because I've always thought well, it's kind of spelled weird. Like it's not like a normal, like how I would spell Voyager. Voyager right? Yeah. And so I figured that maybe it'd be fun to figure out how it was named. And the name comes from. French Canadian fur traders, who were some of the first people, first Europeans to regularly come through that area for trading purposes. Mm. And, you know, they were called voyagers, spelled the way it is. And that's where the name came from. Interesting. Because it was a trading route those people used a lot. And I thought that was pretty neat, you know. Again, it's always seen that word. And I'm like, I almost can't spell it because it's just not kind of natural yeah i always forget how it's actually spelled but it makes sense because it's like a french canadian thing <laughs> yeah. and so it's not necessarily a i would say a pure english word or a spelling of it at least it's another one i want to go to because <clears throat> i think primary it's primarily canoeing yes, that you do there. canoeing yeah. on water stuff which i think canoe camping would be fun yeah load everything in a canoe Besides and just go the mosquitoes yeah. yeah yeah but we get the northern lights yep right chandler right so yes that's, you do. that's important to know yep Okay, cool. That's Voyagers. Beatouts, last one? Yep. Uh, or no, we got two more. Two Sorry. more. Two yeah. more. Um, Olympic National Park. Ooh, that's a nice park. So, bears have never killed anybody there. But in 2010... <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, that's a fun fact. <laughs> but in 2010, a mountain goat, which are not native to Olympic National Park, killed a man. Well, how about that? Interesting. So, watch your back. Mountain goats watch are the, the real mountains. killers. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, there was a mountain bear. goat recently that killed a dog up on Tipinogos yeah. this last summer. Yeah, Which I, I feel that. like I see so many videos of them walking past people like three feet away. I'm oh, like, yeah. are you not afraid? I think the yeah. dogs just freak them out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've always said mountain goats are like weird creatures. They are. Because they're just a pure white. You yeah. know, they got like a shaggy coat depending on the time of year. But their eyes are just like solid black. Yeah. yeah. And you just look at it and you have no idea like what they're thinking, what they're looking at. Yeah. And it's like... Is there anything going on in there? Right. Like they look like they'll <laughs> they'll drop like some wisdom on you. Or yeah, something. they do. <laughs> yeah. But like the apparently big old they're beard. killers though. So yeah. you gotta watch out. The baby ones are cute. They are really cute. I need but, to get up to Temp this summer and see them. Same. I, I you know what? Yet. I've I've hiked up there several times and I've never seen a freaking mountain goat and it's I, it's about time I actually see one. So let's go find them. Well, that's yeah. sad for you. I know it yeah. is. Because I've done it once and I've seen them. So well, gosh, good for you. But that's interesting. Mountain goats are the real killers out west. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the bears, they only got black bears, right? So those aren't nearly as dangerous as grizzlies. Right. Which that part would make sense. But mm-hmm. I mean, guys, I don't know how many people black bears in general would kill or even attack. I don't think it's very many. No. 
But uh, mountain goats. Mountain goats are definitely not very many. I was not into. I thought you were gonna say like mountain lion, especially when you said mountain. I was yeah, like, oh, I, mountain that's what lion I for yeah, sure, yeah. obviously. No, mountain goat. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Mountain this is fun goats. facts. That is fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had fun learning that. That is yeah. very yeah. fun. Okay, Chandler, you got a park. You got one fact this yeah, time. Yeah, I got one fact. So this is Zion National Park. This is a park that we all know and love. It's a great park. Great park. Um, but Zion National Park is home to one of the largest arches in the planet. And this Kolob arch, which spans oh. 287 feet. Yeah. So I don't quite know exactly where this I've never seen it. I didn't really know this was here in the park. It's kind of tucked back. In, yeah. You know, is that right? like the uh, the northern entrance? And I think it's like a healthy hike to get. I yeah, think, I yeah, think that's right. That's, it is, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. tucked way back in there. Um, yeah. But yeah, one of the biggest arches on the planet. Wow. So Just goes to show, this is why Arches National Park is stupid. Yeah. Because they don't have the best arch. Like yeah. they have delicate arch and that's about it. Yeah. And once yeah. that goes, game over. Yeah. That park it's is delicate. Gone. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah. But they don't have the big, the biggest arch. Yeah. That's cool though. Yeah. 275? 87. 87 feet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 287 feet. That's as tall as the, the sequoia. sequoia, yeah. yeah. That's wild. wild though. Yeah. Lay a sequoia <laughs> down on its side. It's like two and a half cacti and saguaro. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us yeah. using references. Like yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. My last park, <clears throat> and I have Katmai National Park, the park that's known for the bears that up in Alaska. That is a fun park for a fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this one's definitely going to blow your mind um, because this park is known for its bears, right? It's got the river the bears go mm-hmm. to. You see like 30 grizzlies all in one spot. And they're monster and fat. They, yeah. And they don't even care about the humans that are there. Yeah. And so I thought when I saw this, I was like, well, this is actually really interesting because again when i think of katmai i think of bears think of wildlife Mm -hmm. right well katmai is also one of the world's most active volcanic areas really yeah i did not know that and apparently there's at least 14 active volcanoes within its boundaries what right (laughs) what i didn't know that i saved the best for last like i again i think of bears I don't think of volcanoes yeah, yeah. when I think of Katmai. So I remember I've been to Katmai and you fly over one um, from uh, Homer and it's a pretty big one, but like that's the only one that I saw and the, flying the, the park must but, be huge. Though. Yeah. Yeah. 14 active volcanoes. Yeah. That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, can't even think of another park other than uh, I, I, Hawaii volcanoes <laughs> that has yeah, an Lassen, active volcano. Lassen volcanic. Yeah, last volcanic. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, fourteen. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. you know. And again, little bonus f- facts here. It also has nine thousand two hundred and fifty-seven lakes wow. in the entire park, which is a large number, and almost six thousand miles of rivers and streams. No wonder the bears like it. Six yeah. six thousand miles. Yeah, wow. that's like. A lot of General that's, Sherman trees. That's a lot of sequoias. Yeah, it's a lot of sequoias. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, the volcano thing blew my mind. That's interesting. Yeah. Would not have ever guessed that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny because I remember we, we did an episode of Sea Skip Close last year um, that had to do with some of those Alaska parks. And we were just- And, and it's like, now my mind one. has changed. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, yeah. We yeah. got to revisit that. Yeah. We got to do that again. Yeah. A redo of that episode. Yeah. Cool. And we had a, a bear go walk by like 15 feet from us. We had to get off the trail. It was scary. Yeah. But scary. he didn't care. He just kept going. It's good. Yep. Okay. I'm done with my fun facts. B-Dotes, you got one last one? Yeah. 
So I haven't told you guys what's, what this one oh, is. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So before we start, we actually didn't know what facts we were going to choose. And we knew the parks, but we had no idea. So all these facts were new, new to us, yeah. which is fun. But you kept this park hidden from us. Yeah, you this did, one, this one has a cool uh, situation on it. Okay. So in 1912, Moose got out to this area by crossing over the ice and ended up clearing out a lot of the plant life there. So it wiped out all of the native deer, coyotes, caribou, all of that for about 30 years or so. And then in 1948, a couple wolves crossed over the ice, started balancing out the population. And ever since then, it's been the longest predator prey study. Any guesses? Oh, and then the ice. I'm... I, I do have a guess and I feel really good about my guess. But I'm going to give Chandler first try if he wants it. I feel like it's it's an East Coast park, like a Northeast Coast park. But I don't know. Oh, I have a backup guess now. I don't know which one to think. This is a good fact, though. Yeah, this is. And really I like the fact. fact that you made this little game for us. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what to guess. Okay. So my first guess is Isle Royale. It's Isle Royale? Yep. 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 Really? Yeah. Yep. It's up in like northern Michigan. Yep. It's um, like almost up there. And it's, you know, I'm a Midwest yeah. native, so of course I knew. Um, <laughs> I knew there was one up in that area. I couldn't think about it. But uh, I've heard and I've seen a big part of the, the park is like the the antler sheds. Yeah. By the moose up there. So that was the, the first tip off for me. Um, but and I figured there was wolves up there as well because it's far enough north. Yeah. Um, and same with the caribou, too. Because I was thinking caribou, I'm like, where would there be caribou? My first thought was Alaska. Yeah, like there would yeah. not be many there. But I was like, there's no way up in Alaska that um, I feel like the, the moose would have yeah. taken out. Because there'd just be too many animals or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like Isle Royale is a very small area. So I was like, that's got to be yeah. what it is. And it's crazy because the only way to get there is like a six-hour boat ride. Right. A couple-hour plane ride. It's remote. Yeah. So when... One species of animal gets over there and messes with everything. It changes it for a while. Changes it. Animals yeah. don't get over there. Like it's closer to Canada yeah. land than it is Canada land in the U.S. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. That but was a fun fact. That is a really and fun I fact. And I appreciate the game. That made yeah. it more yeah. fun. Yeah. I could have done that with my volcano. No, you, kept, you guys never would have <laughs> no, thought that. No, no, no. I would have thought never. like Death Valley or something. Yeah. yeah. Arches. Arches. When, when I would say gateway. cat, might be like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Dang it. I missed no an opportunity way. there. Okay, Chandler, you have one last one, and this is going to be... The funnest of all facts. Yeah, this is going to be a long one. Yeah. Let's see if we can speed this up a <laughs> yeah, little bit. Yeah, we'll speed this up a little bit, because we're running, lang running lengthy here. Um, so, this last one, it is the... Worst park. Uh, the world's worst national park, but could be one of the country's best national uh, monuments, if it was categorized right. But it's not, so it's the world's worst national park. And this is Gateway Arch. Um, Gateway Arch... Why is it a national park? Nobody knows. It's stupid. Nobody knows. Not even the National Park Service knows why it's a national park. It's a couple city blocks. Yeah. It's, I, I, I read the square footage. It's like 90 square acres or something like that. Um, like it's really, really small. And like I said, not even the National Park Service knows why it is a national park. So the, the Gateway Arch was created in the 60s, completed, completed construction in 1965, and then... It was always a national monument, but then Congress, for some reason, 
changed it in 2018 to be a part. Well, I mean, there is kind of a reason they changed the name. It used to be, uh, what is it? The Jefferson National Expansion mm-hmm. Memorial. And then in 2018, they're like, we're going to change the name. And then when they changed the name, they also changed it into a national park status. And I don't have it written down because it's a very, very long um, essay, I guess, that the National Park Service, or, or I guess letter that the, the Park Service wrote to Congress. Yeah, you showed us. It was long. It's long, yeah. And they, they broke down this whole thing about why Congress should not have made this a national park. And because it's we, man-made. Yeah, I mean, it's man- so they, they, their, their main quote in there was like, it, it doesn't align with their standards for units of national park system. So like it doesn't match any of the criteria that they have that makes a national park a national park, which goes into like, does it have resources that it protects? Does it embody, you know, a large body of land or water? Does it protect resources? You know, like you think of like Zion or something like that. Right. You know, it has all these natural resources in it. It's a natural area for animals and stuff. Gateway Arch has nothing like that. It's in the city. It's in the middle of, yeah, it's in the middle of Missouri. So, don't know why it's a national park. It's the dumbest national park, but it's a national park nonetheless. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like yeah. with this logic, uh, Golden Gate Bridge might become the next one. Yeah. Well, that's actually so. That'd be a better one because you at least have the ocean right there. Yeah. Yeah. And like Golden Gate Bridge, actually, I mean, it has it, a it environment has a, around yeah, it. Yeah. Well, it's like what is it like Golden Gate State Park or something like that? Yeah. Because yeah. it has the bridge, and then it has all the the hills that are. Yeah, you know, a state park makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But like again, if you maybe give a state park to the arch, sure, whatever. But it's not a national park. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So they actually broke down in this letter like why it should be a national monument and not a national park, and because this, it's just a monument. Yeah, it's that just we a, made. It's a big monument. Yeah. So that's they have this list of criteria along with like, is it commemorative of something? And it is. It's commemorative of, of the expansion ex- out of the west. Expansion out west. Yeah. It's almost like it's too obvious. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And then this one's kind of my favorite. It's, it's the criteria for it to be a national monument. Is it is it smaller than a national park? Yes. Yes, yes <laughs> it is. And Congress, a bit, I guess, looked at that and was like, eh, nah, it's fine. I mean, I mean, if we, if three guys sitting around a desk can literally just like look at the criteria and be like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Let's be real. Does it lack a diversity of attractions? Yes, it has one. <laughs> which i will say i've been up in it it's pretty neat it's cool yeah it's a cool little feat of engineering because the elevators have to go you know yeah but curb. i'm sure you're dying to go back absolutely i am yeah yeah so with that said you just kind of transitioned me into i will give some fun facts on it's a feat of engineering it's a great feat yep. of engineering it's i mean we'll give some great architectural facts on it so like i said um completed in 1965, uh, commemorates the Louisiana Purchase and Western Expansion. Um, it is also the tallest structure in Missouri, and it is exactly 300 feet, 330 feet tall and exactly 330 feet wide. And the two legs of the building were built separately, and if they were off by even 1 64th of an inch, they wouldn't have met at the top. So it well, is- Well, you just moved over 1 64th of an inch and it meet. Yeah. Well, problem solved. Th- okay. I'm a former engineer, so <laughs> that's why I understand these problems. But so, I mean, despite it being a really weird pick for a national park, it's a really cool feat no, it is. of architectural if engineering. If it was a national monument, I'd have no qualms with yeah. it. Nope. Yeah. It would make sense. Yeah. It's one of the coolest things in the country. Yeah. Don't know why it's and a national I, park, And I would though. never talk about it still. But yeah. being a national park, it deserves all of the hate that it gets. Yeah. So. That being said, again, if it wins... 
the first round against Zion in the per- bracket, I'm manually overwriting that. Because, <laughs> sorry, guys. It's just not going to happen. It's deleting everything. Yeah, I'm, ga- up the I'm website. game master. So. Yeah. I can I could probably list like five places that could be national parks over. Gateway. Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah, easily. But I have one last fact that I think is kind of weird, and I think it's just kind of funny. But the U.S. presidents are not allowed in Gateway Arch. What? And only one U.S. president has ever been in Gateway Arch, and that was Dwight Eisenhower when it was just completed, but before it opened. Why I, can't I, they go in? I don't know. I was trying to find answers. All it said was... Uh, uh, so does that mean I can't be president? Yeah, that's what it means. Yeah. Gosh. No, so um, Secret Service won't let presidents go in there. I don't know why. I wonder but, if it's a safety risk. That's what... I don't know. Yeah. That makes me feel good by going in Because if there, somebody just kicked it 164th of an inch, it'll it just all it takes. collapse. Yeah. It that's a collapse. good point, B-Dotes. Yeah. So, but I thought that was interesting, that that's presidents a, that's are not weird. allowed to go in there. By, that is weird. Not by any, like constitutional thing or like that but because secret service doesn't allow that so what do they know that we don't i don't know conspiracy it's a, it's a gateway to what mm. that is the real question here yeah the illuminati yeah. well i have a gateway something else and that is our table item for today ah yeah um we're gonna finish up the episode here again at the end of every episode if you follow along we add a new item to our table in the back a lot of fun little trinkets you know, just fun things, memories from the episodes. Um, My favorite's the Mesa Arch. <laughs> yeah, well, that one, um, there's a better spot for that, and that's in the shredder. But we'll, um, yeah, Taylor, I love you, man, but I'm sorry. I have to stand on principle on that one. Um, but yeah, we're going to add a new table item today. And this one actually is from someone else, which is fun because we haven't had a ton of those. And this is from our friend Jackson Abhow. Mm-hmm. He gave us this item. Um, which is not from a national park, but I'm going to try my best to tie it to one in a way. It's from his time when he lived in Arizona. And it is a little cactus. Look at that guy. It's a cute little cactus. Now, um, he admitted that this thing does not look all that great. And that's because it is, in fact, dead. And he told me about this when I was in Death Valley, which is my tie to a national park. Because it looks like death. Um, and so <laughs> I think it was fitting for the start of our park madness stuff. But, um, I will admit that it looked bad when he gave it to me and actually looks worse now. And that's because when I put it in my car originally, I put it on a little console mm-hmm. and then when breakfast came out and when I got back in the car, I just elbowed this thing right into my seat oh, and geez. all the dirt spilled everywhere. The cactus fell out. I think it actually bent it. You can kind of see, like, it yeah. looks like it's bent. Yeah. Um, so I definitely contributed to the death look. But, uh, yeah, cool little item. Appreciate yeah. you, Jackson. Um, That's neat, yeah. Yeah, makes for a fun addition. I like it. So he pretty- only needs, like, 77 more feet to be the tallest one. We'll work on it's it. It's getting yeah. there, yeah. We'll work on but it. But we got to bring it back to life I think first. his best days were behind him, though. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so fun little cactus. I like that. And it's dead. It doesn't need water, so that's yeah. good. Yeah. Thanks, Jackson. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thank you, Jackson. Appreciate you, dude. But that's all we got for today. Again, Park Mattis is in full swing now. If you're listening, the the bracket entries, you can start submitting those. So go to our website, realbushwhackers.com slash parkmadness. You can see all the rules. Any information you need there is, is on that page. But you can also make and submit your bracket on that page there. Uh, again, if you have any questions, look through that webpage, contact us. 
contact Bushwhackers on social media, whatever you need to do. We are happy to help and assist, but we want you to make sure you guys can play and have fun with us this year because it's going to be a blast. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be yeah. so fun. So, I'm very excited. Yeah. It's going to be going to be a lot of fun these next two months as we kind of roll through these National Park stuff. So can't wait. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's all we got for today, guys. We'll see you later. See you later. <laughs>